0: The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.
1: Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, about 45 million Americans suffer from chronic headaches, and we're going to find out what you can do besides taking two and calling your doctor. Plus, we'll tell you what's going on around town and give you a chance to win a $100 gift card. But first up, we're going to discuss headaches, something I know so much about, (laughs) unfortunately. But joining us is the other expert. Today is nutritional consultant and certified natural health professional, Valerie Hall. Valerie appears in front of thousands of people each year and speaks on a variety of topics, even hosts her own radio show, and she's such a wealth of health and nutrition knowledge. We want to get right to her and welcome her back. Valerie Hall, how are you? Great, Kim. How are you? Well, I'm doing fine. I don't have a headache today. That's a good thing. (laughs) Good.
0: Good, good, good.
1: Let's talk a little bit about uh, your knowledge, and let's get to uh, find out about your background. Well, I
0: do nutrition education all over the country now and have my own radio show and just love everything that I do in educating on nutrition. Love to tell people about the natural ways to take care of their health because there's always a good natural way to start. So that's what my expertise is and I travel all over, enjoy doing seminars. I also talk to people who work in health food stores and educate them on various things. So I love what I do and I also have a personal consultation practice.
1: You know what's so nice is that you can tell you love what you do. You have your passion, and it exudes right through the microphone, so wonderful. <laughs> nice. uh, well, today we are talking about headaches, and I didn't mean to come across this as that I was a, a professional, but I do get headaches, and uh, you always come to my rescue, so let's have you come to the rescue for all of us here today. So, Valerie, let's talk about headaches. It seems that everyone gets them one time or another in their life. Uh, what is the cause of a headache? Well,
0: there can be several different factors that are causing it, and there are a variety of different kinds of headaches. You know, there's the stress headache. There's a sinus headache where you're getting some mucus and pressure in the sinuses, which translates into a headache. There are migraine headaches Mm -hmm. and cluster headaches. Migraines are, are really... Difficult and those things can last for days or even longer. So those can be also accompanied by uh, Vision problems sensitivity to light and nausea. So if you have those components It might be a migraine type of headache So there are a variety of different things that we can do sometimes it's airborne allergies But there will go over all of the things that we can do for these different types of headaches and there are some foods involved I believe if people are getting chronic headaches, something is going in their mouth on a regular basis that their body doesn't like, and they don't realize it. They don't realize it's driven by a food. So we'll talk about that. And one of the most common reasons for people getting headaches is magnesium deficiency. Magnesium is a fabulous cure for headaches. It is the best <laughs> remedy. It's my number one recommendation. We're going to talk about different kinds of magnesium a little bit later. But that's really the major key.
1: I have to hear all about this magnesium. Yeah, this, is, this sounds fascinating. Uh, okay, so we're talking about foods. We're talking about stress and allergies, too. This is interesting as well. And allergies, food allergies, low blood sugar uh, let's talk about that a little bit too
0: you know one of the main symptoms of a low blood sugar is a headache and I know this intimately because I'm a type 1 diabetic and mm-hmm. if I miscalculate I can drive my blood sugar down really low the first thing that happens with low blood sugar is it's very difficult to concentrate you can't even add simple numbers a concentration goes out the window the next thing that might happen is that my hands start might start to shake a little bit if it goes on longer I would break out into a sweat and then a headache would develop mm-hmm. so this is especially difficult overnight if I wake up with a bad headache in the morning unless I've had too much wine to drink the night before Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know I've had a low blood sugar during the middle of the night and that's what has caused it so the in fact the wine and the alcohol also pulls magnesium out of us So, a large part of the hangover headache is also a lack of magnesium
1: hmm oh that's very interesting yeah so
0: low blood sugar if you tend towards that make sure that you eat frequently Mm -hmm. uh, and have a little snack before bed especially something with some protein and fat like maybe a little piece of of cheese and some apple or a little bit of handful of seeds and nuts. You know, it doesn't have to be a huge meal, but just a little snack of something that's going to sustain you overnight would Mm -hmm. be good. And eating every few hours, if you tend towards low blood sugar, is a great idea.
1: Mm -hmm. I know. I like apples and peanut butter, too. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's talk a little bit about, um, okay, well, we talked about causes, too. Um,
0: Yeah, let's look at some of the other causes. So, we've, we've got these different things in the food supply. Let's go into our foods a little bit mm-hmm. because some of the foods are what they call triggers mm-hmm. to to headaches and some of them are a food sensitivity problem. and I'll differentiate what those are. Food sensitivities means that the body thinks of the food as a foreign invader rather than a food and mounts a big immune response and I believe a lot of headaches have to do with these food triggers and food sensitivities. The most likely foods that are the trigger Let's talk about the triggers first the number one food thing in our food supply that creates headaches is called aspartame. Mm. Aspartame is sold under the brand names of Equal and NutraSweet. It's an artificial sweetener. It's got a hundred side effects and the top side effect is headaches. If you are using diet products, diet soda, uh, this is a big headache causer. It also doesn't work as a diet thing. You know, if you heard in the news recently, diet soda makes us gain weight, more weight than regular soda. So it's certainly not working for us as a diet product. Avoid this stuff it is it kills brain cells. Another reason it gives us a headache. So we don't want to be doing that. It's a huge problem. If I were in charge of the FDA, I'd make some big changes. That would be one of them. <laughs> they never ask me though.
1: Darn it, Valerie! Yeah, Darn it. Change yes. that up. Huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so avoid the aspartame. The next one is MSG, which stands for monosodium glutamate. It's a flavor enhancer that's in a lot of processed food. It's designed to stimulate our cravings and our and our taste buds to want more and more. The old potato chip commercial, it says, I bet you can't eat just one. That's because it's coated with MSG. Mm-hmm. The problem with MSG is that it is rarely listed on a label. The FDA allows it to be called 50 different things. Something as innocent sounding as spices or natural flavors <laughs> might be MSG. Hmm. So if you get away from processed food, you get away from aspartame and MSG. Mm-hmm. And these are the two things they put in a whole separate category called excitotoxins. Well, that doesn't sound very good for us, does it? No, it And doesn't. they overexcite the, the brain cells to the point where they kill themselves. I believe these are some of the big causes of the rise in dementia and Alzheimer's going on in our country today. Hmm. So we want to avoid those foods. Nitrates in foods can also create headaches. That's another common trigger. So processed deli meat, things like your smoked turkey, your ham, your sausage, your hot dogs, your bacon, all of those things have nitrates in them. So you want to get uh, in the health food stores, you can find versions of those things that are nitrate free. So I would recommend that. Hmm. So the Aspartame, MSG, and nitrates are some of the most common food triggers. Um, And some of the other things that can trigger that would be uh, tyramine, which is in cheese, chocolate, citrus fruit, coffee, cold cuts, smoked fish, wine, alcohol, sausage, sour cream, and vinegar. (laughs)
1: Oy. <laughs> Oy, oh, yeah. No. Oh, that gives me such a headache. <laughs> what am I
0: going to eat? Oh, my gosh. Um, so it may or may not be those things, but I think uh, even bigger than those triggers are mm-hmm. the MSG, the aspartame, and the nitrates, are the ones I would really watch out for. Mm-hmm. As far as the food sensitivities go, those happen when we overeat the same foods over and over. So in the United States, our most common food sensitivities are wheat and milk, because we've basically been taught to eat those with every meal from the time we're six months old. Mm. So we eat those every single day, all the time, and then the body overreacts to them over time. The flip side of a sensitivity is a craving. These are things you are completely addicted to. Mm. So if you need a huge glass of milk with every meal and you're getting headaches, chances are milk is your problem. Mm. If you want bunches of bread all the time, then chances are wheat is your problem. So I would recommend trying some different things. Almond milk is an excellent alternative to regular milk. And a lot of people who have sensitivities to cow's milk do fine with goat's milk. So you might try goat's milk. It tastes just like cow's milk. Uh, you can also try the rice milk or the hemp milk. I'm not a big fan of soy milk because it is not fermented and it's it has to be, if, if you go soy milk, at least go with organic. But it's not my favorite. I would rather go with almond milk or hemp milk or rice milk as an alternative to milk. And then there are plenty of other grains other than wheat, so you can certainly find other things that are good. Uh, They make some wonderful crackers that you can find at Mother's, things like Mary's Gone Crackers or Dr. Cracker, or Finn Crisps from Finland, all good crackers that don't contain wheat. So you can find some various good things. My favorite bread company you can find at Mother's is Julian Bakery, mm. and they can find wonderful high-protein, high-fiber breads. Some of them do have wheat, but some don't, so you wanna read the label and take a look. They have a lot of gluten-free and yeast-free versions. I was versions. just gonna
1: ask you, so is wheat, and that would be the same as gluten-free then? Correct, but, correct.
0: Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, there are various grains that contain gluten, but the number one way we get gluten is through wheat. So mm-hmm. if we can avoid that, a lot of us feel a lot better.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, and wipe out the headaches then. With Correct. That. So mm-hmm. those are
0: some of the foods. Sugar can also cause headaches, usually because it unbalances the blood sugar. It makes it climb up only to crash down later. So mm-hmm. that might be a factor, particularly if you've got those low blood sugar things, in which case I recommend using the stevia as a sweetener. And I love the flavored drops. taste the best.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would imagine that with drinking water that would just probably flush through water's Correct. Going to be a huge you
0: know, pain of any kind is usually a symptom of dehydration. Mm-hmm. Headaches are no exception. So you want to be drinking plenty of water mm-hmm. and head and Dehydration also can lead to constipation. Mm. Constipation is another big cause of headaches because if we're holding our toxins in too long and not flushing them out, we end up with a toxic overload in the system. Constipation is defined as not having at least one good bowel movement a day. should be easy to get up and have a bowel movement in the morning, and that is uh, is beneficial. If we're not having that, then our good friend magnesium, which is uh, – I'll tell you which magnesium to take here in just a moment as far as which one to take to help loosen up the digestive tract, but magnesium is going to help address both constipation and headaches and sleep and muscle spasms and stress, on and on and on and on. Magnesium is one of my very favorite things.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to get on with that magnesium. (laughs) Oh, yes. You're going to love
0: what it does for you.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, so also breathing. I guess that's something else that we yes breathing with.
0: That's one of the great strategies we can use when there's stress involved. Mm -hmm. And all of us have stress. This is a stressful time in our world, you know. Mm -hmm. We have we get stuck in traffic, we might have teenagers at home or you know, and or stresses at work, maybe it's inventory time or anything, you know, there are variety of stresses, a big project due. So stress is a part of our everyday lives and some of my favorite strategies in dealing with stress are breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. Just 10 deep breaths can change the way you feel. So inhale through your nose. Hold it. (sighs) just breathe and let it all out (laughs) do that that 10 times times, and you'll go oh my that feels better I feel so much I say that
1: to my kids and my kids say that to their mom (laughs) (laughs) I love it
0: so you can do breath work classes they offer Mm -hmm. classes they probably have books or videos available at the library that you could check out Mm -hmm. so there are all kinds of different ways we're just doing a variety of breathing exercises my other favorite stress reducer is yoga Mm -hmm. any slow stretching exercise you want to stretch to the point where it's comfortable but you can still feel a stretch and hold it for 30 or 60 seconds you want to, that's the real advantage while you deeply breathe oh my goodness if I do my yoga class once a week I feel better the whole week long oh, and yeah. I try to do a series of little stretches before I go to bed at night so that's another great thing so stretching and breathing are some of the best natural strategies for stress and then avoid caffeine and sugar and, and chocolate those can be big stress producers as well and if you have those low blood Blood sugars, you want to make sure you're snacking frequently. So exercise of all kinds will help with the stress. And speaking of exercise, you know, I'd like to go over a couple of exercises you can actually do that are specific for headaches.
1: You know what, we'll, we'll do that in just a moment. Okay, we'll talk super. about that after the break, but uh, you've piqued all of our interest. So we'll be talking more headaches and exercise and the benefits of that when we'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal, to provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to take time to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, we can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market, or you can download the podcast from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click on the link for radio and listen to our past shows. Plus, you can always download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with nutritional consultant Valerie Hall. And we're talking about headaches and what you can do about them. We were just talking about exercises specific to reducing headaches. And Valerie, you were going to show me and, well, we were going to tell a listener about what exercises we can do.
0: Absolutely. You know, paying special attention to the neck and shoulder area is Mm -hmm. great. So some little neck rolls every morning and night can help to keep those muscles loose. You can just use, uh, you know, look over one shoulder and then slowly... Let your head fall down and go up to the other shoulder. So you're kind of going back and forth that way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that's a nice little gentle exercise. Little neck rolls are very good. Also, when you get a headache check the back of your neck with your hand oftentimes there's a big knot uh-huh, in the back happens of the to neck me all the time. yes that's that's a real stress that's a ball of uh, tension tense muscles right back there mm-hmm. that little knot start rubbing it back and forth you'll feel it kind of move mm-hmm. under your fingers mm-hmm. if you can rub it for five or ten minutes it will vastly diminish your headache you want to it slowly gets smaller and smaller and smaller so if you can do that for five to 15 minutes you can really diminish the headache just by rubbing the knot yeah. So that's a really good thing A lot of other things, there are some scalp massage tools available in various places. Some of the health food stores have them that are kind of scalp things. There's one that you can buy at JCPenney or Kmart called a shiatsu machine, where you lay your head down and you put your neck in it and it's got two massaging balls that kind of make circles on either sides of your neck. So that's a really nice one for for that stress in the neck. Very good also. And you can also try massaging the upper back and neck with ice wrapped in a hand towel for relief of headache. That cold often helps. You can even wrap it in, kind of twist it, and use it yourself by just pulling it back and forth with each hand as it's across your back. Or if you're lucky enough to have someone to do it for you, Mm -hmm. that would be ideal. (laughs) So some of the other things that can be helpful are massage and chiropractic, especially when the chiropractic is really important if there are structural misalignments that are leading to headaches. I have known a lot of people get great relief from headaches with chiropractic. And then TMJ can be another thing that causes that. So sometimes just stretching out your jaw muscles at night is really good. A warm bath with a few drops of lavender essential Mm -hmm. oil is really relaxing. Also using Epsom salts in your bath Mm -hmm. is good. Another good way to get magnesium because that's magnesium you can absorb through your skin. So sometimes even a warm shower can help. So one of the other things that's really cool is called... Uh, It's a type of water therapy, and if you put your feet in warm water and put a cold cloth across the back of your neck and or your forehead that will help pull the blood away from your head and down to your feet and sometimes it's that pounding sensation of a lot of blood you know going through the blood vessels it can help dra- pull some of it down towards the feet a little bit more there's also a little acupressure point in between the thumb and the forefinger so that little flap of skin there if you pinch, that, really hard. pinch done ho- done that pinch before. that that mm-hmm. little acupressure point can be helpful as well so there's some interesting little things that you can do in the way of uh, rubbing that knot in the back of your neck doing some neck exercises using some water therapy and the ice and the hot can be very helpful in terms of our headache pain
1: hmm and I've done some of those and some of those really do do work it's amazing and, and that when you really have a headache you'll do anything <laughs> that's right that's right okay I want to hear about this um, lack of magnesium and what we can do with the problem in so many health issues. But what kind of magnesium is best to take and how much should we take each day?
0: Absolutely. You know, magnesium is critical in so many different things, and about 90% of Americans are deficient in magnesium. Mm -hmm. So there are a million reasons to take it. It's excellent for stress. It relaxes the mind. If you jump at loud noises, stress out over everything, worry about things, you're tense and anxious, that's all a cry for magnesium. Mm -hmm. If you are... Uh, Also very good for cramping, leg cramps, charlie horses, toes that cramp over each other, even restless leg issues are often a lack of magnesium driven. It regulates heartbeat and so if it's going too fast or irregularly, that's often a lack of magnesium. It's also good for blood pressure because it relaxes the little muscles around our blood vessels. Magnesium is a natural muscle relaxer. And part of the problem is that we are told to take too much calcium, and calcium makes muscles contract. So back down on your calcium, everybody. Even if you have a bone density problem, I like the range of 500 to 700 milligrams a day of calcium, not a huge amount of calcium. It's working against us, making everything tighter and tighter and going to the wrong place in the body. And then for magnesium amounts, I like 400 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams. 400 is a good starting place, but I would rather see us all build up to higher amounts because magnesium deficiency is now being linked to developing cancer, diabetes, heart disease, Arthritis and osteoporosis so it's one of the key problems and a key deficiency in our society It is my number one thing for headaches whether they are migraines regular cluster hangover Magnesium is the key for all of those so I love magnesium for this. There's one kind of magnesium I do not recommend and that's magnesium oxide throw your magnesium oxide away. It is useless It's not well absorbed in the body. It's got to be a better absorbed form so Citrate is good, glycinate is good, malate is good, there are a variety of good forms of magnesium.
1: How do we know that? I mean where are people getting that? that we, um, they would know oxide
0: is having? in many multivitamins, many bone formulas and some individual ones and what you want to do is take your bottle and turn it around and look for the reading for magnesium on the nutrition facts label and in parentheses after that it will tell you what type. All of these are called chelates where they put an amino acid with the mineral and they're all designed as carriers for absorption. Mm -hmm. My two favorites, magnesium citrate is the one to choose if you tend towards constipation. Magnesium citrate will pour more water into the bowel. And remember I told you that constipation is also adding to headaches. Mm -hmm. So this will help. So if you have both constipation and headaches, magnesium citrate is an excellent one. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a great one by Natural Factors. It's 150 milligrams per pill. I recommend starting with three a day, one with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. And then you can adjust up or down depending on how that feels. feels on your digestive tract the other kind of magnesium that has the least effect on your digestive tract is magnesium glycinate and you can find that in the doctor's best high absorption magnesium so that is the least effect that will not cause diarrhea and looseness in the digestive tract so if you're already fine or a little loose already then that's the one to choose and again you could start with three a day and go up from there if you're getting cramping in the middle of the night which is very common for leg cramps and restless leg definitely Definitely bedtime after dinner would be excellent times to be taking your magnesium. Mm -hmm. It's very important for sleep. It doesn't make us drowsy, but it's almost impossible to go to sleep without it. Mm -hmm. So it's a really important thing for sleep. I definitely recommend. So my doctor's best, I take two every night at bedtime. And that keeps the cramping away. It's wonderful for the sleep quality. Keeps you sleeping better if you wake up in the middle of the night. It's another good thing for that as well.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because Mm -hmm. a lot of people that have... Uh, Yeah, have problems sleeping. You just want that that nice extra coating of knowing that it's just a peaceful way to sleep.
0: Exactly. Almost every single kind of headache involves a lack of magnesium. So Mm -hmm. that is your number one key. There's some other great nutrients as well that can be very helpful for us in terms of headaches. There's a wonderful... Couple of products by a company called Clear Products. They make one called Clear Headache, and they make one f- called Clear Migraine. And they are a combination of homeopathics and Chinese herbs, and they come in little uh, little pills. I recommend taking three at a time of either of those with a big glass of water along with your magnesium. Those things knock out my headaches beautifully. Mm. And it's not addictive. There's no aspirin or ibuprofen or anything like that in it. So it's, and they're not habit forming. So they're really an excellent natural way to help to decrease headaches. So those would be my top two things, the magnesium and either the clear migraine or the clear headache. Use the clear migraine if you also have the sensitivity to light and the stomach upset. That's got some things there. I believe that the bottle tells you to take two or three. I recommend three. You need a big amount of these, three at Mm -hmm. a time, and the water is really important. So make sure you drink a big glass of water with it. That's also going to be very helpful and it gets it into the system faster.
1: I was just going to ask you while you said that, do you know how long it would take for it to really take effect?
0: It generally, if I take these, my headache is gone in a half an hour. Wow. So they work very, very quickly. Mm. So they're excellent. And if somebody weighs a more weight, say over 200 pounds. You might even go with four at a time of the clear headache or clear migraine products.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay. And that's important to know. Absolutely. Um, You mentioned, and I don't know if this is a good time to interject this, but while you mentioned it, you said something about ibuprofen. uh, And I wanted to ask you this, and then we can get back to the the other supplements. But people do take ibuprofen. Is really, it's Let's talk about it, what it yes. does to the to the stomach lining and de- to the digestive system.
0: There are some negatives to the aspirin, ibuprofen, acetaminophen, uh, naproxen, all these over-the-counter painkillers. They're very good at killing pain, but they also are harmful in a couple of other areas in the body. Mm-hmm. First of all, the digestive tract. They're very hard both on the upper stomach and the lower GI. So one of the reasons they tell you to take these things with food is so that it's buffered against that. So I, if you do take them, I highly recommend doing it with something in your stomach first. And then the next thing is they stop your rebuilding processes. Mm-hmm. So they're very good for pain, but they make us fall into degenerate, degenerative states. So. Over our lifetime, we're actually only supposed to take about 1,000 of these kind of pills. Mm-hmm. But when people are in pain, they often take a 1,000 a year yeah. of these kind of pills. And so that ends up, that's where you get the overload. So I recommend try these natural suggestions first of the magnesium and one of the clear products, either clear headache or clear migraine. And... Those are going to be excellent strategies so that you can minimize your use. I mean, I know that sometimes ibuprofen is necessary, you know, sometimes that we need that, but save it for when it's really, when it really counts. And we can do a lot naturally through watching our foods, avoiding that aspartame and taking the wonderful magnesium that is going to make all the difference in the world. Most multivitamins have a good amount of the B vitamins, so you don't necessarily need a B complex if you're taking a B, uh, a multivitamin rather. Feverfew and Butterbur are other herbs that are very good to help reduce the duration, intensity, and frequency of migraine headaches. So those could be some other herbal options to take. If it's a sinus headache, then I recommend an enzyme called serapeptase, and there's a good one by Doctors Best, Best Serapeptase, and that's an empty stomach enzyme, although I find it works with sinuses even if you have food in your stomach, so don't worry about that too much. Mm -hmm. It dries up the mucus uh, and it opens up the breathing passageways. So when the cause is a sinus headache, whether it's from allergies or just a cold or something, congestion of some sort, that can really open up the breathing passageways and diminish the mucus. So if you take that at the first sign of pressure, that should do away with the sinus, sinus headache problem.
1: Hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is great information. And you, I mean, you are a wealth of information, Valerie. I could be, <laughs> I need to spend <laughs> a whole afternoon with you, especially on this subject, too, because again, there are so many different types of headaches, too. And uh, the, this magnesium, though, this is a very interesting topic, uh, but with the headaches specifically. Uh, Valerie, thank you so very much for your time. We really appreciate your knowledge and we look forward to having you on again. But in the meantime, you can get more information on Valerie, but check out her website. It's Valerie Hall nutrition.com And learn more about her natural approach To making us all healthier We look forward to our next visit Thank you Thanks so much, Kimberly Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market radio show And for shopping at Mother's Market